Welcome to the Implication Podcast, where we seek to understand what can be drawn from something, although it may not be explicitly stated. Hello and welcome to the Implication. My name is Adam. And I'm Eric. We're so happy that you've joined us. What are we going to talk about today, Eric? Today we're going to be discussing the ethics of football. Yeah, so here we are. We just had college football kick off a couple weeks ago. Uh, the NFL started their season a week ago. It's been a long wait. It's fantastic to get going again in it. I finally have something to do again on Sundays. And then for us being in Carolina, it was a pretty disappointing end last year. So we're at the start of yet another very long season to hopefully get back to the pinnacle Super Bowl. So we will see how that plays out. But beyond crushing us morally, um, <laughs> we... <laughs> You know, every weekend, everybody, you know, it's by far in the U.S. the most popular sport, and everybody flocks to watch the games, and yet truly when you step back and look at it, it's a game that's really horrible for most that are playing it, and then for those watching, what does it say, you know, you're watching a sport where really, truly every game, you're watching a few players have either season-ending, major injuries, just taking a, a beating, out on the field and then the trickle-down effect of you have your pinnacle in the nfl where everything looks glamorous um and you have some misconceptions about that but then you take one step down and you're in college with with players who were trying to make it to that next level not getting paid anything still putting their body on the line at a very high level and then you take yet another step back into high school and middle school and beyond where you have players who truly may not have any shot of a future, and yet they're still out there taking risks for having la- injuries that they'll have to deal with the rest of their lives and so on. So let's kick it off with the current state of the NFL and where things are with concussions. So just a quick recap. If we see today as the pinnacle of concussion awareness, uh, Roger Goodell was on a morning show this morning, and one of the things he was highlighting was Um, The focus on reducing concussions and uh, trying to get them out of the game, and so on and so forth. So that being said, that's where we are now. One week ago, we watched Carolina play Denver, where Cam Newton took multiple direct headshots that were not flagged in what is supposed to be an overly cautious league. And really, the headshots were disregarded until afterward, where they said, oh, yeah, that that probably was bad. Um, So... It's already, there's already a very recent and fresh instance of the NFL not really addressing the concussion issue or handling it like they should. So we go back the past few years, and only recently has the NFL started to, started to really recognize that concussions are and could be an issue for their players and the player safety. With that, they've started some initiatives such as heads up tackling, things like that, to try and kind of get the word out that, yes, concussions are a bad thing. Take a step back from that, and the NFL was adamantly fighting all the research that was coming out throughout the 90s, potentially late 80s, but mostly research started coming out in the 90s, early 2000s. Hey, these players that are killing themselves, they were tying that to the fact that 
these players had undergone major concussions, um, which had resulted in changes in mood as they got older, also depression, things like that. Uh, not only that, not uh, so you have the players who were taking that to the extreme end and ultimately killing themselves, some donating their brain, knowing what the issue was. And you have other players who are just living kind of in misery with their depression or with their anger. Um, you know, and it's not just them, it's them, it's their families, it's it's their whole livelihood. Kind of secondary to that, with football, you just have the overall risk to bodily injuries. So, so, you know, the argument for like defensive players is, oh, if you don't want me to hit high, I'll hit low and I'll, I'll break people's legs and I'll tear their ACLs. So you roll that in. And again, you go through all the levels, um, starting at the top where you have potentially season and career ending injuries, leg injuries, so on and so forth. So all that being said, where can you find me from on Sunday from one till really from one o'clock till pretty much going to bed, mm-hmm. pretty much watching football, watching the one o'clock game, the four o'clock game, the eight o'clock game. <clears throat> so, so what does that say? You know, all of us are, there's plenty of research to understand the, the risks of the game, the impact of the game, what it really does to people. There's plenty of other sports out there that don't have such severe consequences, so to speak. Biggest one being soccer, which is by far the most popular sport in the world. That just has not taken hold in the U.S. But that being said, what does it say about the state of things just that the NFL has grown to be what it is today? Well, I think it says we have a high tolerance for violence and we accept people. We're willing to accept that. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. We don't care if people get hurt. In fact, it's sort of part of the thrill of it. Kind of like when people get hurt. Do you? I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying in general. I mean, that's why people watch NASCAR, right? For the crashes. If you have a race where there's no wrecks, people will call it a boring race. And it is, because it's a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's nothing. So So what does it really say about us? I guess we crave violence. That's the way... And that's the way we um, are able to get a taste of it, so to speak, in today's society where where you don't really have that outlet like you used to. I mean, you could get into the whole death drive sublimation thing. You know, we need we need to sublimate our our violent urges. And one way we do that is through watching other other people commit the deeds of violence if you will and right but if that was the case people would be just pulling up things on youtube of people getting hurt and stuff like that and that is not well they appealing do. for <laughs> well they <laughs> a, a lot a number a number of people do but but it's not yeah well the thing about sublimation not a major the thing about sublimation is is it it involves doing something that is socially acceptable. So, I mean, going on YouTube and watching snuff videos, not that there's snuff videos on YouTube, but going on the YouTube and watch YouTube, sorry, going on the internet and watching snuff, snuff videos isn't socially acceptable. So you watch football because that's socially acceptable and that's really violent. 
but watching football, so it's really violent, but there's also, so I enjoy watching football and I do not enjoy when people get hurt, but there's that fine line. There's the line where you want to see a great tackle or a hard hip. You just want the person to get up and do it again. Yeah, but also, and I don't I mean, know. The, also the thing, the thing about these concussions is that, is that it's not just the big hits. It's, it's all the sub, what they call the sub concussions. So like all these right. mini, all these tiny mini heat hits that aren't like spectacular hits, but they're, but you have to consider that these guys are massive and 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 strong, and any any hit from any of these guys is, probably give a normal person a headache for a week. Well, yeah, I mean, and <clears throat> to that point, you know, they always describe you know, getting hit by so-and-so, it'd be pretty much like getting hit by a car. Right. Um, you know, and then I feel like there's a lot to roll into this, but I guess the, one of the questions would be, so football has become by far the most favorite sport in the U S how much of that is attributed to the violence aspect compared to basketball, hockey, um, baseball, and how much of that, could be whatever other reasons you know football it's a it's a slower it's a slow slash fast-paced game it's uh you know what is it about football that has gotten it to where it is and how much of that do you think is related directly to the violence aspect like i don't i don't i don't i don't think it's really about violence because i mean i i mean hockey is more violent per se i think right because there's fighting within the rules you can have like straight yeah, up that's fights. very true i mean there's ton ton of hitting in hockey like it just has a different uh feeling about it and that's where i think there's that fine line maybe hockey kind of highlights the, the that. hits the hits in hockey are very well defined and how you hit people how you're supposed to hit people and football is and the, when and you football hit- is like a free-for-all as you can hit people however you want almost and like with oh. with besides uh you know chop blocking and direct hits to the head it's supposed to be against the rules even though they do it all the time and you know like pulling people by the collar and stuff besides right. that it's pretty much whatever you want so that's why you get players torpedoing like across the field just throwing their head first just throwing themselves head first into other people with no regard to themselves like why would you do that i don't know to me that may hit on a point so hockey there's people i'll hear people critique it and they hate the fights and they hate the and to me that makes it so with football it's violent but it's it's violent within a constraint so to speak and it's not just outright let's hurt each other which is what a hockey fight is which they allow Right, and there's a there's a lot of critiques from avid football um, sportscasters and things like that that they hate watching hockey and they won't let their kids watch hockey because you'll have a random fight, and how do they explain that to their kid that it's not okay for them to fight as they go through day to day, but it's okay for these guys to fight on the ice? It's because because it's a, it's a it's an outlet for aggression rather than taking it out on dangerously on the ice like through a hit 
that can actually really hurt someone. You you fight, right? In a more in a more controlled way. You don't fight with your stick or something. Like it's a controlled like it's a very uh ritualistic thing. There's a way to do it. And then, you know, it's never like no one ever gets hurt in a fight in hockey. <laughs> no ever. I've never heard of someone getting like seriously injured. Not like they right. not like like not like in a hit or something like in like one example as as um of a rule in hockey is that you can't leave your skates when you're hitting someone like you can't jump into a hit you can't launch right and that takes away a lot of the force that you could apply now in football every hit you're launching yourself into it so that makes a big difference right there so do you think the violence is the aspect of football that has propelled it or you know there's other things there's football is also one of those sports where any team on any day can beat another team on any day just because there is so much luck and so many moving parts to it it's not like it's not like basketball where you have your team with lebron lebron james um and one great player and all of a sudden that team is a dominant team and can almost go unbeat unbeaten you know, like Golden State did, they almost went undefeated in, what, 80, you know, 79 games? 82. Um, well, yeah, so 82 games. They, they what, went 76 and five or and six or whatever? Mm-hmm. So that is that would never happen with any football team, um, just given the state of the game. If a season was, was that long? Right, exactly. Yeah, they have to limit, like... The number of football games is so so small, it's so small. <laughs> Every game counts that much more, is, is yeah. also how it is. Yeah, and but, which is why I think it's become such a ritual to like watch football every Sunday is because every every game is so important. That's just so you just watch like all your team's games. Whereas you right. know I you know you can't watch 162 yankee games a year that's just, that's ridiculous like no one i'm sure some people do and that's fine but i mean i used when i was in high school i would get close to watching every every yankee game but who has the time to do that you know i guess because the other side is all this trickles down so it's you have parents now saying i definitely will still let my kid play football and no definitely not but i guess what are the, you know, they're, they're coming out with concussion research showing, especially with like middle schoolers, when you have these kids with, you know, they're in, their brains are in their most like delicate developmental state. And you just don't know the damage you're doing when that they're doing when they're banging their head around, you know, so what does that say that we, that it's still allowed? I think, I think it's just like, it's like, it's like going to church or something. It's just so ingrained into some communities and some some families and some cities that even some states like texas right like it's just like so normalized that's what you do and that's like if like if you didn't play football you'd be you're like some social pariah like why wouldn't you be playing football like this is what we do that's who we are it's so culturally um ingrained that's just what people do. Yeah, and on that note, it's the big man on campus is the you know the star football players. Sometimes you'll have other sports, but the dominant big man on campus is going to be the big football players, especially the quarterback. But that being said, yeah, there's like a, a macho 
line to it where it's, you know, if you, you know, I growing up for me, it was, that's just what you did was you went out and you played football, neighborhood football. And the, the ante just kept getting upped. And if you just didn't meet it, then you were a, you know, you were a loser. So you just kept taking things to the next level until you're playing like tackle football, mm. and, you know? So, <laughs> um, you know, nobody ever got hurt, but, well, I mean, there's, so, yeah, there's that, th- I mean, there's but, the whole discussion of masculinity and how that plays into how we view football and why, I mean, the whole masculinity thing feeds into the argument that, well, you know, these guys, these guys understand the risks and, you know, they just want to, they're just going to play anyway, you know, they're just going right. to, they're just going to go all the way and, and, you know, their bodies be damned. Who cares? You know, they're, they're playing for glory. They're playing for glory. Stuff like right. that. Right. You know, and there's truth in that for the very few that make it, you know, the, the few that make it all the way to the top and they have their freaking nature bodies and they can handle it and they get access to the best trainers and um, the best physicians and everything like that, you know, they make it and, you know, they definitely have a lot of a, a, a very big, strong leg to stand on when they say, when they can stand in their mount mansion and say, mm-hmm. look at what football's done for me. Right. You think I, uh, you I'd know. I'd do it again. I'd do it again. Yeah. Um, no, I can't walk to my bathroom at night. But yeah, <laughs> do it again. Yeah, but the but what's unfortunate is you have so many. What what I would be more concerned about is, think of how many just college alone. How many students are playing college football? At that point, you're playing with huge. You know, you're on the field with huge, very good players. You're flying around. People are getting hurt, and these are people where only a small portion of them are going to make it. So if you don't make it and you're going to college and you're not, you know, you may or may not get a degree, that's when what to me, I guess, is the bigger issue is just, you know, it's one thing for somebody making millions of dollars. It's another for somebody who's playing basically for free. Yeah. They don't get paid. I mean, they they don't have, they don't have a union to have any potential protection or any sort of lifetime healthcare, you know, they just have college and then once they're out, they're out, you know, that team's not giving them healthcare. Right. They're just, you know, they're off on their own with ever, with whatever problems they accrued from, from playing for the team and the team benefits, but does the player benefit? (laughs) player only benefits if they're able to get really take advantage and get a great degree but then you hear that you hear the players talk about how when they're in college basically their life is football and they have like this little tiny sliver of time for really going to class and things like so that's that's to me that's what it gets the the bigger ethical question you know it's but without that you don't have the nfl you don't have the NFL being at the level it is without that huge pool of recruits to get the best of the best. Right. So how do you, you I mean, know, that's, how do you bridge? Th- I mean, one thing that just came into my head was the reason why there's probably not a, a uh, minor league NFL, like a league run by the NFL 
right is because like because DNA. yeah like there's no way they could cover the costs of all these players getting hurt all the time playing That's for no true. reason just to play just in case they need them for the big right. league especially when they can send some of them out to Canada to Europe but I mean they also have just like giant free minor league called college <laughs> right. <laughs> right that's true and because football careers are so short-lived and so like sort of so short-lived that if like if you're good enough in college you're just gonna go straight to the NFL and that's be, like you basically have a year to prove that you can stay right. and if that's not if you don't if or if you get hurt or something then then you're done right and I think that's another thing is the biggest misconception is you see these NFL players and people say, oh, they all have so much money. You know, starting job to sit on the bench is, you know, you're making six figures. Well, you know, what you don't see is the average career is two and a half years long. And maybe that person gets that little shot of money. But then it's it. That's it. And they're done. Right. You know. They get a chunk of money. Uh, they're surrounded by people who spend a ton of money. Um, so some of that, you know, they, they get this chunk of money, don't manage it well, and then when, when their career's up and they, whether it's by injury or they just couldn't cut it, you know, they got to figure out something next. And, hey, maybe that's better than if they never went to college to begin with, you know, and they just got out of high school and started a job, but... Um, you know, it's, yeah, well, it's a I complicated, mean, I mean, we can't say it's better because the, the, first of all, it's just depressing that so many people have to rely on sports to have any chance at getting an education. Yeah. That's just depressing and a whole nother discussion. I mean, it's the same problem with people having to rely on the military or something, you know? It's like, why why we force these kids to put themselves through horrible situations just to have a chance at life? And then just, just the lucky ones, too. I mean, most kids, most of, you know, most poor kids or whatever don't have a chance. Anyway, but that but that adds to how it's sort of, it's sort of just like a grinder, we just put people through this grinder for our entertainment. So you heard it here first. The NFL putting people through a grinder for your entertainment. It's <laughs> their new slow. Well, I mean, with with us, I mean, knowing what we know now with players getting hurt, most importantly, players getting brain injuries and neck injuries that cause long-term mental problems, suicide, violent tendencies, them not feeling like them like they are themselves anymore feeling completely different you know stuff like that knowing all of that and knowing that it seems like upwards of 90 percent of players have cte from right. from how made, many brains have been examined now almost all of them have it and you've made the comment and others have as well that there's thoughts going around that O.J. Simpson has CTE or at least a form of it. Oh, I'd guarantee you it. know. I would bet my life on it. But that doesn't necessarily... Whatever. Let's not get into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just nodded. 
let's not get into the whole OJ discussion, but but yeah, I think I think we could just assume most football players have it. Most any 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 high impact sport that you play for a long term will probably give you CTE or whatever. Like you know, like a Dave Mira, the BMX rider, had CTE mm-hmm. and he recently killed himself. Yeah. You know, doing true. crash, you know, crashing and hit, landing on your head so many times, or just you know landing on your body, your brain's gonna start moving around. You know, what happens is your brain is just floating around in your head, and any sort of impact to your head or sudden movement and sudden stops to your head will cause your brain to smash against your skull, which sounds awesome, but it's not good yeah, for and- it. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. So so knowing all of that, what like what are the ethical implications for for watching football? I think, yeah, it's and it's enabling something we understand and are fully aware is horrible. Just the entertainment factor blows all that out of the water. I guess the wor- the worst thing is it's like, uh, it's kind of like smoking. So people. You know, very similar arc to smoking. People know it's bad. People still smoke. They know it's not good for them. And just like that, this weekend, I sure I'll be watching football Saturday. I will be watching football Sunday because it's I don't know. What, <laughs> You're so addicted. What are the, we we are uh, addicted. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't watch. I don't. I'm not that obsessed. I think you're more obsessed than me. But but we're addicted to it. Yeah. And. So what? Yeah. So what is the ethical implication of that? Just that sometimes. Well, the, the implication is we'll that favor. <laughs> we're enablers. Or that society as a whole is, uh, uh, favors their own personal entertainment over the injury of others. Perhaps, yeah. And then you know we tell ourselves, well, you know, to get paid so much and. Yeah. And they choose yeah, they choose to do it. They understand the risks, but well one, like you said earlier, they don't really get paid that much, most of them. Two, they don't understand the risks. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why the NFL was covering it up for decades. Yeah. Hello. They don't understand and the risks. Their teams haven't been telling them. It took years yeah. for this information to get out. And who knows what the who knows what the NFL actually tells the players, or what the teams are telling the players behind the scenes? Who knows? You know, we all right. we all know how much uh, how much they do stuff to cover up injuries and you know all the shots and cortisone shots and stuff like that. Who knows what they? Right. Who knows what they're being told behind the scenes? Right, and. Uh I think the one thing that resonated most with me was is when you see former players say things like, you know, you play football or your kid plays football, you know they could break a leg or they could break an arm. You understand that. That's okay. Like, you could come to terms with that. And when I was a kid, that's what people thought the worst thing that happened when you played football right, was. of course. And that was the, the risk. But what's more terrifying is just the stuff you can't see until 20, 30 years down the road. And I agree with that. You know, I, if I had a kid, if you told me worse that happened when they played football was a broken arm, broken leg, 
fine, they can play football, but just with all the others, it's the other stuff that's, that's, that is terrifying. Yeah, there's no way I would let a, my kid play football. I remember when I, when I played, I got, I got a hit in the head and I was literally, I was literally seeing stars. I don't know if that's ever happened yeah. to you, but you, you like start seeing these lights float around your vision <laughs> like i don't i don't know i may have gotten a concussion but or like you know a mild one but it wasn't fun and no. i'm glad i stopped playing football because <laughs> i was because i hated practice so well there you go <laughs> but my instincts were right it's not worth no, it's not like worth this it. is miserable yeah <laughs> yeah it's not fun yeah for me yeah. anyway but you know it's depressing when you have these parents who these parents and these kids who say you know you have this this little sliver of hope that their kid's gonna go pro and it's like no you're i mean you see these pros or these kids that even at least get to college picked up by big colleges and it's like people knew they were phenoms or that they were amazing when they were in middle school or like in high school in the early years of high school like if you know it's already been sorted out and you still have these parents that just hang on to like they're just going to have like they're just going to have this rise you know even with us admitting that we're willing to be implicated ethically implicated in watching football uh the, i mean there's still things that NFL could do to help mitigate brain injuries and whatnot and I think the viewers should demand those changes. All right. So that concludes today's episode of The Implication. We're so happy that you've joined us. Again, my name is Adam. And I'm Eric. We'll talk to you again next week. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.